At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside James Salinas. Great to have James Salinas in the house here, uh, coming out from Colorado all the way to Las Vegas because your son is currently playing in a baseball tournament. Can we get an update for the people? I am checking the scores now. <laughs> now, we don't have a number on this. I was going to say, we There's have a number no on live this? Line. We... This is not, have you seen the movie All Square? No. Be, oh, you got to see it. Is it good? It's, it, well, it's, it's. Completely inappropriate. It's a degenerate movie. It's oh, I'm a, in. It's a for, it's a bookmaker who who moves and the, his, I gotta see it. And so he there's a little league in the new town that he goes into, <laughs> and he starts booking numbers it's for the fantastic. little league stuff. All, I mean, it's fantastic. All in a square. Movie sense. All yeah. square. It's all a square. Total, yeah, it's a totally inappropriate movie. Not a family movie no. by any means. It looks like uh, nope. We are we are tied five five oh. right now. Still batting in the fourth Ooh. inning. They're playing at Fenway Park there, desk down the street at the Field of Dreams. So that, five five right now. Pressure's on to get a W. Absolutely love it. We'll see if we can get some updates as the show progresses here. I do want to update the United States Open. As you well know, I am fascinated by the live numbers. Mike Peranio just mentioned it too over at Mandalay Bay. You can hop in on the live numbers here if you want. I mentioned the bucket hat of Joel Damon, who uh, started off tied for the lead. He has made a bogey early, so he's dropped out of that lead. So right now, Kyle Morikawa, who is a two-time major champion already, sits alone atop the leaderboard at five under par. What's amazing about Morikawa, he's already won two majors. I believe this is only his 12th start in a major. If he were to win three and 12, that's ahead of a pace of Eldrick Woods. That's ahead of the pace of some of the all-time greats to ever do it. He's 25 He's been around already after winning two majors. I feel like we forget about Morikawa because he's not the length of uh, John Rahm and maybe the swashbuckling style of Rory McIlroy. You know, Scheffler's kind of steady Eddie. But, you know, Morikawa's not the longest guy out there. He just finds fairways, and when he putts, he can win. That's been his bugaboo. And so I'm not hopping in on Morikawa, even though he's not the betting favorite right now, James, because I still don't trust the putter on a Sunday for a guy who's already won two majors, so he's probably looking at me going, well, what's what's the doubt? How, well, what do I need to prove to you that I can get this done? Well, and thinking about, I mean, he's been there and done that now at such a young age. And, and in a sense, I mean, I guess 12, that's still, that's good experience. Yeah. Though, right? But um, one other thing, and I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. this too, not only for now, but looking at day four, is the weather. And obviously unseasonable weather, right? And where it's mid June, it looks like it, it, the the oh, leaves should be sleeves. the leaves should be turning right and then falling because it looks like a fall day 
as opposed to midsummer. It's a great point, and it is a smart way to handicap because I will say Kamorikawa, who is a Northern California kid, and the two majors he won, they were unseasonably cool. And mm. tomorrow, it's going to be unseasonably cool. Yeah. I believe it's going to be, I'm no weatherman in Boston, but I think in the 60s, you know, for, for, for June, right. I mean, get, get out to Vegas, you get 60s, people, people, people put on jackets out here. That's how crazy it is. So it's a Northern California kid that should feel comfortable. You look at John Rahm right now, he's wearing a sweater. Yeah. I know John Rahm's from Spain, so you do have to kind of factor in maybe some guys are just physically uncomfortable in coolish conditions they not, they might not be accustomed to. Aaron Wise is an Oregon Duck. He's going to love it. And so far, he's playing pretty well. Scotty Scheffler, Texas guy, nothing seems to affect that guy. But, yeah, I think it's a great way to look at it. So as I try to talk myself out of Colin Morikawa, if he hangs in there today and maybe doesn't have the lead, I'll look at his number. And if you give me 10 to 1 on a two-time major champion, if he's one or two off the lead, I don't want to – I don't mean only to play the favorites going into the final round because, one, you're not going to get the best of the number. We get that. And two, this is a world-class player is going to be chasing whoever's leading after today. So we'll keep an eye there. But uh, it is getting interesting as the weather continues to get a little bit cooler over there in the East Coast in Boston. Uh, we've got a big card tonight in Texas. It's getting ready to start here uh, on ESPN, and that is uh, UFC on ESPN 37. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Calvin Cater, is going to go up against Josh Emmett in this main event. And I've had the opportunity to to talk to Calvin Cater on a bunch of different occasions as his budding career has really taken off now. And obviously he feels like a guy who, when he fought Max Holloway, that did not go well for him against Max. Max is one of the best fighters we've ever seen at 145 pounds. But against all the other guys and some notable guys, uh, against uh, Giga Chikatse in his last outing, Calvin Cater looked spectacular. He busted up my guy, uh, Ricardo Lamas, back in the day in Chicago. I was there for that fight. So you look at him now over $2 betting favorite against Josh Emmett. And I, I made this point here, James, on First Strike. And again, check out First Strike on wherever you get your podcast. And had Lou Finicaro on again this week. And Emmett's going to be the bigger puncher in there against Calvin Cater, who also has a, a wrestling background, speaking of Boston, he's from Boston as well, that he could rely on. And I asked Lou about that. And Lou Finicaro kind of broke down the different ways that this fight potentially might go. What you have here, as I handicap this fight, Cater has been more active against world-class fighters recently. He's the taller, longer, younger man. Emmett has been less active, recovering from injuries uh, and and the attrition uh, from some of those injuries that he's had. However, when he's on, he's good. He can cut the octagon very effectively. He tends to have maybe less um, precision than Cater. He chooses maybe a little bit more power. He's using hooks and crosses a lot more, and he wants to touch up. Uh, it's going to be uh, Cater trying to keep distance and counter, and it's going to be Emmett trying to get in the pocket and do damage. Love having Lou uh, helping me break down these fights and everybody that, that joins us each uh, week here on First Strike. And where I really have some consternation, I like Calvin Cater in this fight, okay? So do you want to lay the over $2 price tag, right, versus a guy who's a bigger puncher in Josh Emmett? Because if Josh Emmett wins this fight, we do believe it would be via KO that he can get inside. We don't see a scenario here from our First Strike crew where he can really outpoint you and win this thing on the points. So I look at the over... And right now, and again, it's non-title, but it is a main event, so potentially five-round fight. And the over is juiced at minus $1.40. And I'm so perplexed by that because I know the firepower these guys have, James. And I go, Calvin Cater is a guy that will engage you. It's not like he's going to be too cautious unless he doesn't like the power that he feels from Josh Emmett right away. And then he can utilize his wrestling, keep the distance that Lou talked to there, and then maybe grind out a win on the ground utilizing his wrestling, even if he can't get a stoppage. But I see this as a firefight. I see as this might be a kill or be killed, somebody's going out on the shield type fight, and I'm almost having a proclivity to play the under four and a half rounds at plus ten. And I do think Cater, and just knowing, knocking out Ricardo Lamas, the elbow that ended Jeremy Stevens, he can finish fights too. And I kind of like might take a flyer on Cater 
KO, TKODQ to get good plus money instead of laying that over $2 price tag. So let's look at the numbers here mm-hmm. and, and something that I can run. I don't have my app up, but I can run right to the window. There we got go. a break coming up, so I'm not <laughs> invested. I am going to follow your lead as well as our, our, our buddy Gam Lou trying to find these numbers here. So so you you mentioned the total. Mm-hmm. And so the total being, actually, I think it just moved slightly. Okay. So now it's will the fight. So the, so the total, there's multiple totals you can do, whether yep. it's three and a half, four and a half, one and a half, or in this case here, will the fight go to the distance? Now it's leaning towards the no minus a dollar twenty. It literally moved as we were talking about, or as you were talking yeah, maybe, about maybe here. We just moving move numbers, line. pal. Moving numbers. <laughs> Total number of rounds. Now that that's kind of what's interesting here. Four and a half rounds. Yep. So we're just talking what another two minutes and fifty or thirty seconds. There you go. Two and a half minutes. Because under four and a half is now plus one oh five. And I do like that. I, I just to me. Uh, it, it, it does get tougher, obviously, to get a finish. And that's why what we saw last week, uh, Yuri Prohoshka getting a fifth-round stoppage by submission was the longest of long shots on the board a week ago. And all of our experts, and even Nick Likas, who sets the numbers here at Circus Sportsbook, I mean, they, the numbers were astronomical because you just don't see that where you get a finish in the final back end of the of the fifth round. So... I do like the under four and a half rounds here, James, because I think Emmett realizes I can't beat this guy on points. So, it, it, again, listening to Lou, he's going to try to get inside, close that distance, and make this a firefight. I think Calvin Cater's going to engage him there. And so, to me, I think somebody's going out. My money is that Emmett's going to go out, and Calvin Cater's going to either drop that right hand or an elbow and get this thing done. So if you don't want to lay that big price tag, yeah. I wouldn't shy away of inside the distance taking Calvin Cater. I think he can get a stoppage tonight. Well, and for me, I'm definitely frugal. I'm not so much frugal with the, the amount that I'll fire out there, but when it comes to laying juice, I am not one that likes to, I don't lay big numbers yep. when it comes to point spreads and anything like this here. We're talking about money line plays and having to lay juice two minus 250. No. We know anything can happen in these fights like that and not wanting to lay 250, but if that's going to be the better bait, because tonight's the night for me. Yes. We- Let's go. I love it, James. And I'll tell you this, and this is something we had Reed Kuhn on, who does a great job. Follow Reed at, at Fightnomics on First Strike this week. And he he normally is, just like you, doesn't like the way the big numbers. Mm-hmm. He does think that the card is chalky. I tend to agree. So what you could do now to shorten those numbers is you could play some smaller parlays. If you like uh, if you like Calvin Cater, but you're not sure if he's going to get the finish, but you do like the price tag there, you could maybe think about a two-way parlay with Kevin Holland, who's an overwhelming favorite against Tim Means in the co-main event now. I mentioned uh, going to break, and I'll update that now. The Cowboy Cerrone fight uh, uh, is off the board here against Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon has a knee injury, so that's the second time that fight has been scratched. That was an intriguing fight, not just from a betting perspective. And I did like the Cowboy uh, in this fight. It got seamed up the first time to over $2. It was only about a minus $1.60 here as Lozon was taking some of the money. So I kind of like that smaller price tag. That fight's off the board for a second time for two guys going into the UFC Hall of Fame one day. So maybe we got those legends a third time around. But again, if you're wondering why that fight is no longer available on your screen, it has been officially canceled because of that knee injury. So again, I do like Calvin Cater. I do like it inside the distance, but a safer play to me is Calvin Cater, Kevin Holland, two-way parlay in the co-main and the main event at UFC 37 on ESPN. So we'll keep you updated as that fight continues. Right now, the U.S. Open seating up, and guess who is right there at the top of the leaderboard? Scotty Scheffler right now is just one off with a nice par save as he's played five holes. Come on back. It's James and I right here, betting across America on these and these sports betting now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. 
classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue Betting Across America. James Salinas, Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. In Las Vegas, looking up at what's going on, the comings and goings here at the U.S. Open, round number three. They call it moving day. People are moving. Some in the right direction and some not so much. That not so much right now is Rory McIlroy, who has jumped off of the first page of the leaderboard. And I mentioned to you at the beginning of the show that, you know, Scheffler feels like Scotty Scheffler, who, by the way, is one off the pace at four and a par. Nothing kind of bothers him, maybe internally, but we don't see it. Rory wears it on his sleeve. You see him. He's exacerbated out there. And right now, he's back to two under par, three off the lead. His numbers drifted to nine to one. And Kyle Morcow right now has been tied by Aaron Wise, the pride of the quack attack in in Oregon. So Aaron Wise is still plus 750. Scotty Scheffler right now, the small favorite, at 360, even though he's a shot back. Morcow, four to one. And I mentioned again earlier... What I would advise doing is waiting until this round is complete. Again, you can hop in now if you're feeling saucy, but say a guy like Rory. If you give me Rory McIlroy 10-1 to 1 and he's three off the lead going into a final round Sunday, that guy lights it up on Sunday. Saturdays can be a struggle bus for him a little bit, and we're seeing that right now. So as long as he doesn't fall too much off the pace, James, maybe I can get a better number on a class player, of, arguably when he's on nobody better in the world than Rory McIlroy, so that might be one way that I like to approach it with the struggles early. Well, and thinking about where McElroy is from, how about the weather? Northern Ireland. Right? Yes. So dealing with cold, dealing with wind. We're seeing a lot of wind, and it's supposed to be even chillier, to your point. Mm. You made earlier for Sunday, that could be a factor too, right? So and we mentioned the bucket hat, too, of uh, Joel Damon, who's now one off the lead. Just to show you where the betting market places certain players in their trust factor. Just with one bogey. Remember, he was tied for the lead to start the day. All of a sudden, now he's drifted to 36-1. to Just like that. Just for one bogey. And he's one off the lead. Nobody believes that Joel Damon is going to be able to win this United States Open. Just food for thought out there. We wonder, we talked about this a little bit with Mike Pranio, too, uh, from Mandalay Bay. When you look ahead to next year with some of those championship odds and MVP odds. And, you know, I felt like a genius, James. I took Denver to win the West this year in January. Because, you know... You know, Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. Murray's coming back. They never came back. And so my bet was dead. They lose in the first round to Golden State. I believe they won one. I don't know how they won the one. You look at next year, and you see that obviously, and again, Mike mentioned it here, some of these guys are going to cash those tickets and re-up. Let me take those Warriors again at plus 550 next year. The Celtics right there, because they're the runner-up, plus 650. That makes sense to me. The Nets, 7 on. I don't know. I, I just, Kevin Durant, I... Is he still the same KD? Because remember, he chose to leave Golden State to go play with Kyrie. How'd that work out? Yeah. 
Is there a nibble anywhere, either on the left side or the right side of that graphic? And on the right side, the one that always gets public play are the Lakers at 22 to 1. Is there any way I could convince James Salinas that, yeah, Braun, AD, Russell, it didn't work last year, but it's going to bygone work this year? You could ha- you have a lot more influence with the UFC for me tonight, Dave, and firing a parlay, which I don't typically do, but I will do that. We were talking about that off yeah. there and some of the things you were talking about. No, as far as the Lakers are concerned, no. hell no. no. No, a team's a wreck, and and LeBron, they can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest piece here. Plus, there's other things going on in that locker room. No doubt. Change of coaches. Like, there's too many, too much, too many distractions to go through the duration and the grind of a full NBA season and then come out of that healthy, not only physically, but get your mind right as a team, too. Uh, you were mentioning the the Nuggets earlier, and, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of talk about Michael Porter Jr. Honestly, in my mind, he he's he has never his identity of who he thinks he is has never really fit well in Denver. Wow, because he is the, he's got a lot of size, but he doesn't want to be physical. He's a very finesse player and falls in love with a three point shot. He doesn't want to play through or initiate any kind of contact whatsoever. So he really shies away from contact. And he doesn't want to get in there and bang on the defensive side. He's a liability defensively. Mm. So that uh, even if if and when he does come back, to me, the biggest piece is Jamal Murray. We yeah. know from the, the bubble run that they had two years ago, right. the Nuggets, and how sensational he was. He, he, I mean, he needs his wheels. And obviously, he was not able to come back from tearing his ACL last year. Going to have another bit. In a sense, he's going to have a full year and a half recovery to come back. We've seen... Hopefully he comes back at the same playing at the same level that he did prior to because now you pair him up with Joker out there and Joker's not going to have to carry two time defending MVP. Right. Don't think I'd want to get in that market to say he can do it a third time. But if Jamal Murray comes back, he's not going to need to do that a third time because he is such a spectacular player that we saw in the bubble two years ago. Because you're a Colorado guy and you've got the pulse of what's going on out there. I know he was, I I thought he was technically clear, Jamal Murray, that he could have played in the postseason if he opted to. Is there anything lingering from that, James? Are they going to be okay team-wise, player-wise, moving forward? Well, I think they, this is where we we talk about self-awareness as a sports better, as an individual. Teams have to have self-awareness too. Was this really going to be the year with Jamal Murray coming back and maybe rolls into the playoffs? How many games is it going to get for him to get his competitive legs under him? Right. And at playing at the playoff level. And you're playing the Warriors who ended up winning the championship. Was it really? I think there's some self-awareness, not only for him, but for the team to say, this is probably why worth why, why take the risk? Right. Not necessary there. Let's wait till next year. So the health now, you hope that those guys come back. That's why they might be intriguing at 14 to 1. The other one that jumped out a little bit to me is the um at 14 to 1 is the Grizzlies. Because, you know, Ja got hurt again, but we do remember that destruction of Golden State. I know it was one game, but it was still eye-opening that when they kind of hit on full cylinders, man, are they a difficult out. So maybe this year they get their sea wags in the postseason. What do you make of the grizzle factor next year at 14-1? to 1? I think for the Grizzlies, you, you have those it's lessons learned. Right? Yeah. You have to learn to lose to get better. And I think maybe that, especially, again, you lost to the defending champions now, right? You lost the Warriors, the championship medal of that team. We definitely saw that play out against the Celtics. Is that something going forward that they can, that that now they can grasp and say, all right, well, for I, I think for me, the biggest piece is you mentioned Morant and how sensational and spectacular he is playing above the rim, playing right. off his feet. But that style of play also can get you banged up. It does feel like an Allen Iverson comparison for some of us of a certain age. You know, AI did get them, uh, Philadelphia, to that uh, NBA championship that year against the Lakers. And we have Eric Snow on all the time. And But you're right. Like, that, that style can grind you out. And you might have a window. And that window could be now. But you wonder how long you can play that way. Yeah. And we even saw Michael Jordan, who was obviously we all get it. And then we saw the evolution of Jordan coming a jump shooter. He couldn't shoot it when he came out of Carolina into the NBA. And you see how kind of you've got to be able to to sustain your career to be a, a Hall of Famer to be. And John Morant's got the potential to be that. He's going to have to develop his game away from just attacking the rim. You can do it now, right. but can you do it forever? So Memphis will be a very interesting team to watch next year. I look at the MVP race, and do we go right back to the usual suspects? Because I know Joel Embiid 
uh, at five to one is right now the uh, the smaller favorite. But the guy that I do want to talk about, and my buddy Tim Doyle, who joins the, the program a lot here on Vison, he always says, "Luca, put down the knife and fork." And if you put down the knife and fork, apparently he's doing that. A- a- apparently, okay. That, that Luca. Now I don't know. <laughs> did he need to be in better shape? Because I tell you who who did change his body completely, and that's the Greek freak. If you remember the way Giannis looked when he came to the league, the way Giannis looks now, that is a man who takes the off seasons and did it a la the great Kobe Bryant and used the off season to get ready for the new season. You go, who is this guy? If you see the body transformation of Luca, because we know the talent oozes out of the guy, but he does look like sometimes that he could tend in this league to look more like Giannis and less like uh, Jokic, to be quite frank about it. Does that could, do you factor that into the handicapping of an MVP? Absolutely, because it's it's eighty two game. It's it's a regular season award. Mm-hmm. It's not the full duration of being a champion, right? So for somebody like Luca, I think he wants that. I think he wants to. Now I need to see it to believe it. When we're talking about his his physical stature, right? Has That's he the committed? Rumor. Yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to bet anything based on number. Number one, the number is pretty short. So yeah. I probably wouldn't get involved anyway. But you, you talked about Giannis. And Giannis, I think, is going to be very motivated. I don't think he's going to be motivated to win the, an MVP. He's going to be motivated to get back to the finals and win no a championship. So that, and so he'll take games off. or He's not going to feel like they know they're not going to win the championship in 82 games. That's not where it's done. So I, I would probably scratch Giannis off, even though he's fully capable. I don't think that's where the motive is. But I think maybe that kind of is the motive for Luka Doncic is to be that MVP of the league. And... Can he be physical enough to stay healthy long enough? Is he in good enough shape? I don't know. That's a rumor that I'm not willing to bet, Dave. You know, but I, don't, it's a, I, I don't believe it. It's a fascinating way to handicap because what it shows me is that the Bucks are a better play at plus 750 to win the title than it would be for Giannis at plus $7 to win MVP because once guys get to certain levels, and I'm sure he's still pissed off that they didn't close out the Cs yes. up three games to two at home, right? So that's the motivation. It's not an MVP for him. Right. It's like Steph Curry's. He, he drifts down the board because Steph's going to try to get everybody else involved. He'll take yeah. over when needed, but it's a great way and an interesting way to handicap it. When we come back, Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel is going to join us. It is getting crazy in Boston. We'll get his thoughts and who might actually win the United States Open. You come back with us on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to set the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You're going to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside James Salinas, I am Dave Ross. We are keeping watch fly on two things going on right now. We've got UFC Austin that's going on in Texas. And Dron Wynn is against Phil Hawes right now. And Wynn was the sizable underdog in this one, but... He's going to have to try to make this a wrestling match if he's going to have some success there. A fight we talked about on First Strike. We'll keep you updated there. I look back in Boston at the U.S. Open. It's almost like sensory overload here, James, today with UFC and golf going on. Kyle Morikawa now is the outright leader at five under par. Aaron Wise had tied for the lead. He just made a bogey to fall back to four under. Joel Damon in his bucket hat is only one back, although he's 36-1 to to win. And uh, Scotty Scheffler is right there uh, at one back. We got an update from our weather guy, Elliot Bowman, our producer. He doubles as a weatherman. I don't know if you know that. And according to Elliot's sources, the high tomorrow in Boston will be 60 degrees. That's the high. I'm pulling up now. I'm going hourly here. So, and and we talked about this too. It's for those that are used to playing in those kind of conditions where it is much colder weather, windy, potential rain, not impacting those guys, but more so playing in the minds of those that haven't played. Now, you talked about Scheffler, freeing from Texas. Right. But it's breezy. It's just yeah. it's warmer there. It's normally uh, not as cool. More cow, like, again, people might think we're reading too much into this. Not at all. You, this is the way you need to handicap this for the live in-game wagers and maybe before you get to that final round tomorrow. More cow, is, he's no sweater on, right? He's a, he's a Northern California kid, so this doesn't affect him. Aaron Wise from the, the Quack Attack 
uh, in the Pacific Northwest, went to the University of Oregon. It's not bothering him. I look at John Rahm, he's got a full cardigan on. Like, yeah. like, is it that hot in Spain? I don't go to Spain that often. But apparently, yeah. some of these guys are like, man, it's freezing. Other guys are in short, short sleeve shirts. Well, I haven't been to Spain either. I barely get out to Vegas, but no, I got to get out more. I got to change my lifestyle. <laughs> but that being said, I'm looking at this here. So let's forecast. Let's okay. uh, forecast. We're talking about the weather. Love it. Thinking about overnight. So I'm looking at the weather over the course of the next 24 hours. Showers coming over 50% chance of showers, overnight showers. So we talked about the wind, the cool, the cool air. Yeah, it's. The high is going to be 60, but that's not going to be until the latter part of the afternoon. So mm-hmm. we're going to be getting down towards the, the you know, late in the, the tournament tomorrow with that weather. But what about the rain? So the wind's going to be anywhere from 15 to 20 miles an hour wow. throughout the day tomorrow. But what about the rain overnight? What might that do to the course and how might that play tomorrow? You know, it should obviously slow down those greens a little bit. And, you know, I saw a guy like Shane Lowry, who's also from Ireland, who missed the cut this weekend. He put something out there that I saw on social media, which I found very interesting. And the uh, USGA actually, yesterday was so hot that they were taking hoses out there and they were watering the greens. Mm. And Lowry took a screenshot of it and said, what is this at the USGA? Like, I got to go out there and play with these tabletop lightning fast greens and you're going to water it down for the afternoon group? That doesn't seem fair. And I thought he had a a very good point with that. So if the rain comes in tonight, these greens will be softer, which normally means it's more gettable, right? They're not going to fly. Everything's not going to roll off, but the wind will be a factor. And it affects putts too, people. It's not just the approaches. You watch the pants and the pant legs move. It gets in the players' heads. The balls can oscillate. It's my favorite golf term of all time, the oscillating of the golf ball. But I think you're right on. I think you would favor some guys that are playing these conditions more often than not. I look at a guy like Matty Fitzpatrick, the Englishman, right? So he's only two off the lead. I'm looking at his number. He's plus 850. That's not going to bother him. He's going to love this tomorrow. So so with slower greens, who is going, who's that going to benefit the most? Because we're looking at finding, finding a number here. Who is that going to you know, Ironically, it could it could help the the lesser putters. Okay. Because, you know, Tiger... Like Morikawa? Yes, yeah. like a Morikawa. I think that's exactly right. The conditions favor a Morikawa. Morikawa is yeah. not the best putter out of this elite group. The slower greens are easier greens, traditionally, uh, to be able to read and to putt on. The, the great putters want it hard. They want tabletops. They want it lightning fast. Tiger wanted it to be tough, right? Even Phil, who's a six-time major champion, I know Phil's like a dirty word these days. Phil, when his putter's on, he wants it to be more difficult because the class player, the thought is, the more tough the conditions, it's going to eliminate the average putter, if you will, more so. So I do think that weather could be favorable to guys like uh, certainly Kyle Morikawa, who right now, by the way, is 7-1 to as he's struggling a little bit uh, in the market. Scotty Scheffler, who is a... A, I don't I don't know. I look at him as a great putter. I know some have said the stats say he's just an, a very good putter. But Scotty, I've never seen him miss a putt that meant something. Like, that's the way I kind of qualify, right? When it, when the chips are down, I trust Scotty Sheffler to make a putt. Do I trust a Colin Morikawa? Not on lightning fast green. So maybe yeah. tomorrow that could be a little bit more favorable for him. Well, we need to make sure that it did rain overnight as well. That's right. right. Although, if you were talking about they were watering greens down... The other day, would that be something that they would do? If it doesn't rain. Yes. You know, they're going to try to get them run. They don't want the U.S. Open as Morikow, by the way, pours in a putt right on I knew something happened because it just dropped to $5. See, that's the point. When Kyle Morikow, for those that might be new to this sport, is one of the best ball strikers we have on tour. He's not the longest off the tee, but his iron play is second to none, right? So ball striking is not going to be a question for this kid. It's always about the flat stick. And I say kid because he's 25, and I'm normally uh, about north of his age twice. So he's a kid to me. I have a kid older than him. There you so, go. yes, right? I, I so agree. You understand. But, like, I look at him, and you go, boy, if he can get it rolling like he just did on slower greens, yeah. which are more favorable to Colin Morikawa, he's got a real good shot. So, again, you could have just had him at, what, 7-1, seven seven, and now yeah. he's down to, what, 5-1. to one. So you see these numbers drop it rap- rapidly. He's now, by the way, in an outright tie for the lead with Scotty Scheffler, uh, with Aaron Wise. See, and Joel Damon, the bucket at, is back there too. So this is like watching the live betting market hole by hole, James. It switches as Damon makes a bogey. He drops out of the lead. And the point to note here is 
And I said this with Femi and Wes before we began our show, James. I would be stunned if the winning score is is more than three under par. So you look at everybody at four, I don't expect yeah. that to last. The conditions are getting tougher. It's getting colder. It's not going to play easy. It doesn't play easy anyway. And the USGA, they don't want, don't want to set up an easy golf course. They want it to be tough. So I think you need to identify players tomorrow that we think might be able to shoot even par. Okay. Even par tomorrow could be good enough to get it if you're going to bed tonight with a lead. I don't think you see chasers coming from three, four back like we saw at the PGA Championship. I think you need to have be right up there and hold on tightly uh, on a Sunday. So, so going back to our earlier discussion, when it was n- knowing what the numbers were prior to the yes. tournament, and even as it as the tournament progresses, and not feeling like you've you're missing out. Now, I don't remember what those numbers uh-huh. were. I've been on the road for a week, so that's to that's my good. advantage for me. Short term memory <laughs> is also an advantage for me because it's crap. I have no short term memory whatsoever, <laughs> Dave. But. Thinking about that, and what what would be the price point? I guess. I mean, you don't want to get yeah. involved with somebody on the last day, and it's like it's three to one or anything like that. What nope. what is the price point that where you can buy? I, I definitely, I, if I get a class player, and class player to me is a major champion. Somebody's been there, done that, right? And Sam Burns, I know, is on the periphery because he hasn't won one of those. He's about fourteen mm-hmm. to one is what yeah. I'm seeing right now. Yep. To me, if you give me a class player, and anywhere from five to ten to one, I've got to take an interest okay. in that golfer and take a look now. Patrick Rogers, who played very well last week at the RBC, just pitched in for Eagle. So Patrick Rogers has now moved to a tie for the share of the lead. To our point in our conversation right now, this is why it's so apropos. He's 22 to 1. He just made Eagle and he's tied for the lead. But Patrick Rogers is not held in the same esteem as the others, the Scheffler's, Morikawa's, Roms, even Wills Altouris in the betting market gets respect. And I mentioned that maybe the slower greens tomorrow if it rains is going to help the poor putters. That's Willie Z's problem. So maybe, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people here at the network have been backing Willie Z for a long time. Maybe Willie Z could be a name that you look at if it's not going to be lightning fast greens that he's got to worry about three putting. Well, he's moved. I mean, he's sitting at $7 now. Weren't we talking to him somewhere around 12 to $14 about an hour ago? And here he goes. Yeah. So like John Rahm, by the way, uh, is is just made a bogey. I believe he's one off the pace. This is going to be like a, the, the the Kentucky Derby on steroids for the next day and a half as people jockey for position uh, as we go. Do you have an update? I do have an update oh for, for those of us that are the all-square folks. And I'm going to gloat a little bit. My kiddo had the game-winning hit. They what? won 9-8. to eight, So Ike had a boy. I know he's not listening or watching or anything. They're probably bouncing around down there at the, the, the replica Fenway awesome Park. How awesome is that? But yes, so one, your son gets the winning of, hit in yay. Las Vegas to move on. Well, so now we'll see. because it's So you play two games today. They lost and they won. So then we'll see how everything shakes out for tomorrow, depending on what time they'll play for the next round. Tomorrow starts single elimination. Okay. So today was all about the seeding. Everybody plays two games, then they get reseeded, and so we'll see. Well, we won't find out till tonight, but boy, good hit, kiddo. Proud Papa. Really cool, James Salinas. When we come back, Rex Hargett's going to join us from the Golf Channel, get his thoughts on guys that we might want to think about playing before the final round tomorrow. Come on back. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Plus a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. And if all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. So log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay leg with four legs or more on any MLB game. And if you miss one leg of the wager, just one, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and ex- existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Wow. Back alongside James Salinas, I am Dave Ross. We saw the numbers drift on our board at the United States Open. We're like, why is Scotty Scheffler now a plus $1.40, $1.50 favorite to win? It's because he just holed out for Eagle, everybody, from the middle of the fairway, and now he has a two-shot lead at the United States Open. Joining us now is Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Great to have Rex back in the program. Rex, thanks for taking the time to take a, a break from the course, walk back in and talk to us. We mentioned the weather. It's getting nippy out there, right? I mean, this is legit cold on the East Coast right now. Well, and I'm going to let's just footnote this. Be clear, I was born and raised in Florida, so I'm going to call it cold, and we're all going to agree that, okay, that means it's the mid-60s. But, yeah, for June, for the U.S. Open, it is a bit of a surprise. And what's interesting is it started out this morning kind of warm and humid and hot. thought it was going to be one of those days, and it's only gotten colder. And I actually think tomorrow is going to be a little bit more chilly, a little bit windier. So what we see now is just going to be more of that. Rex, and so I'm looking at the weather forecast for tomorrow, and and it is going to be a bit cooler. It's going to be in the 50s for the majority of the tournament. It will start to warm up as the tournament is coming to its conclusion, but there's going to be a lot of wind, too, 15 to 20 miles an hour. But the one thing we were talking about here that I was talking about with Dave prior to that, and there's supposed to be 50 to 60% chance of showers overnight and how that might affect the course, not only affect the course if, in fact, it does rain overnight, but which golfers, in your mind, will that impact from a positive standpoint here when you're getting onto the greens and maybe they're slower greens for some of those players, maybe like a Morikawa who doesn't particularly putt well, maybe that's an advantage for him. I think so. And look, you can say anecdotally, if it rains overnight and the course gets soft and it's not soft now, you would say Rory, as long as, I mean, he's gotten off to a poor start to the third round, but as long as he keeps relatively close, because if you look at where he's had success in the U S open, it's kind of been soft when he won a congressional it was sort of a, you had to go after it. When he won the PGA at Valhalla, it was sort of wet and soggy. And he likes those kind of conditions because he can dominate off the tee where other guys aren't getting near as much uh, distance in the air as he is. So as long as he stays close, you're right. And I would agree with Morikawa. If the greens, if just maybe a touch of fire out of him, it could make a huge difference. You know, Rex, it's interesting. I didn't think we'd be sitting here, uh, you know, midway through this third round talking about Scotty Scheffler now having a two-shot lead when he came into the day two shots back. But, you know, he mentioned it, and something James and I talked about, 
how he the the admission after he won at Augusta that he felt like he just wasn't prepared, wasn't ready for it. Then he goes out and wins. Nobody knew what he was dealing with internally. Is this a different guy? We know he's the number one player in the world, but is he now a different guy for that experience? And maybe that's why we should be thinking about him closing the show to, again tomorrow. I think he's becoming a different player. I think it's a slow process. He talked about it early in the week. Being world number one suddenly puts you on a pedestal, and we seem to think once you get to that area, then you need to become an expert in everything. And certainly there's a lot of distractions, and I don't think he was prepared for that as a major champion, as the world number one. And we've seen it this year. I mean, he had not won on the PGA Tour until this season, and now he looks like the greatest player to ever ever play the game at this point. And I just think his confidence has grown with each and every victory. I love the honesty at Augusta National, when he said, you know, Sunday morning he wakes up, he has a lead, and he's laying prone on the floor of his rental house, not knowing if he should even be there. He's honest, and he'll tell you it's taken him a while to have that kind of confidence in himself, and it's led to what we see right now. Rex, so thinking about that mindset, and Dave and I were talking about this earlier, it's a really stacked leaderboard it was coming into this third round and guys that have won majors there and, and can channel that the, those nerves and, and the adrenaline that comes with that to help them focus to go win. Are there certain players, because of their experience, that you're looking at going into round four tomorrow that, hey, you feel confident to say from the mindset perspective – and the weather that we talked about, but more so those intangibles about the mental toughness of having won before. Anybody in your mind sticking out for round four tomorrow? I think John Rum, because I have said this really over the last year, I don't know that anyone is hitting the ball tee to green better than he is. He's a machine. I mean, it is poetry in motion when you watch him work his way around the golf course. It's been on the greens where he has not had sort of those special weeks. And I have argued all along, all he needs is an average week. He doesn't have to have a great week on the greens. He just needs to make a couple putts around to keep the momentum going, and he hasn't had that. And I think what we're seeing this week is he's getting a little bit closer to that. I mean, he was a defending champion for a reason. It was a dominant performance he put on last year at Torrey Pines, and I think a lot like Scotty Scheffler, it taught him that having been in the game for a minute, that, oh, I do have what it takes to win a major championship, and I think when guys learn that you don't have to do anything special. You don't have to be Superman on Sunday. You can still win a major with, I don't want to say your B game, but something less than your A-plus game. Talking with Rex Hoggard. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Rex Hoggard GC. And Rex, you know, it's interesting because I look at the non-pedigreed players at the top of this leaderboard. You see Aaron Wise. I mean pedigreed as in, uh, you know, major champions, right? That, that we always look at the Shufflers and the Morikawas, uh, certainly the Roms and, and McElroy up there. And you look at Will Zalatoris, and so far Willie Z's off to a nice day, two under for his round as he plays the 14th hole here. Out of the guys that haven't really broken through yet, Wise or Willie Z, would there be one guy that you would favor over another tomorrow? And let's see if we still have Rex. I think we lost Rex, and uh, look, he's uh, doing yeoman's work there, working for the Golf Channel and hopping on with us, but we do appreciate the time that we had. And I, I guess I'll try to answer my own question with that, with Aaron Wise and or Wills Altoris. You know, I'm watching Wills rounds so far from what we can gather during the show. I'm really impressed because, again, putting is the issue, right? And so far, he's getting it in the hole. So maybe these conditions, not as, you know, they might soften up a little bit with the rain that we talked about. You know, ball striking is not a question. He and Morikawa, we don't question whether or not these guys can get it to the hole. They can get it there. It's just can they get it in once they get on the putting surface. So that's why maybe I've, I've backed Will Zaltoris, and uh, Rex Hoggard rejoins us here from the Golf Channel. And, Rex, I was asking about the, the guys non-pedigreed in the fact of they haven't won major championships yet, or really even tournaments when you look at Will Zaltoris. Now, Aaron Wise has won on tour before, but here's the biggest stage. Out of the guys that are not major champions on the first page of that leaderboard, would there be a guy either in Willie Z and or Aaron Wise that you think really has a good chance of upsetting the apple cart, if you will? Yeah, I think Zalatoris is an easy choice, and that's nothing against Aaron Wise or any other names on the later boy. It's just what Will has done in the majors. I mean, I think in his first Masters, he's finished second, and he's only gotten better. And I think the one thing that separated him sort of those special rounds or, or maybe breaking through is his putting. And sometimes, I mean, unlike John Rahm, who is who can be just an average putter, Sometimes Will Zalatoris can be an awful putter. So he has such extremes, and that's why you, I think sometimes he gets overlooked. You don't see the consistency that you would want. But he certainly is a special player, and he's been there enough times. You have to think that eventually he breaks through. 
Very quickly, Colin Morikawa just had a bounce back birdie at five after bogeying four. He's one off the lead of Scotty Scheffler. It feels like Rex that he feels like his game isn't where it wants it to, where he wants it to be, and yet he was leading the U.S. Open going into today and still finds himself one back. Can you give me a percent percentage on where Colin Morikawa is with his game? Because it looks pretty good from a layman's perspective. I mean, we were talking about it this morning on live from, and he's talking about having to hit this baby draw, which he does not like. He loves to hit the fade. That's how he had so much success hitting the fade. And he's been fighting this baby draw. We showed a picture of it with the shot trick tracer on it and it's a dead solid perfect just straight shot like it's just ridiculous 99.9 percent of the golfing public would love to hit that shot but he's still not comfortable with it and we've seen it i just watched him the whole earlier before he made that bogey he ended up left and for a guy that doesn't want to hit a draw and suddenly ends up in the left rough that's not good and so i don't have a lot of confidence i've seen him hit some clunky shots and the confidence isn't there so no i'm not very high on him very quickly got about a minute to go here uh we know rory's struggling today but we also know what Rory tends to do on a Sunday. If he's within, say, four of the lead, is there a number that you think Rory has to be within in order to really strike tomorrow? I don't know if it's within the lead. It's more to do who's between he and the lead and kind of where, where that number is. Because I think everyone envisioned at the beginning of the week that it was going to be one of those five, six, maybe seven under weeks. And in Rory's mind, let's say he finishes up the day, I think believes he's at two under at the moment. If he finishes at two under, then probably five under is what he's thinking. Or maybe he gets a birdie coming in. I, I was just walking with him on the front nine, and the putter seemed to be a little bit cooler today than it had been before. But he's doing the things that he hasn't done the last eight years, since the last time he won a major championship, and that's keeping himself in Rex, really appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of the golf. What a final round and a half it's going to be over there at Brookline, Massachusetts. Come on back. James and I can talk a little bit more about this, what's going on with UFC, and maybe even dip our toe into some day baseball. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.